Hey there, the Small Steps Living podcast is now an audio version of Small Steps TV. You can check out Small Steps TV on YouTube, my Facebook page, and of course, the smallstepsliving.com website. But you know, some of us don't have time to watch. So here is your chance to listen to the latest episode of Small Steps TV. Enjoy. Welcome to Small Steps Living, the The podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordaff, bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living, we're keeping it real. Kick back and And enjoy enjoy the show. show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. I'm really excited today because I have my amazing friend with me. She's one of those... Uh, I wouldn't like to say annoyingly smart, beautiful, kind, generous, but she's she's kind of one of those people. So you're absolutely going to love her. Everybody say hello to Sarah Boyd. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Lisa. You're very sweet. That just made me blush. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm really excited to have you here. I wanted you to come and talk because I love the project that you're working on at the moment, but also... Um, the story about kind of how you came to it. So first, before we tell everyone about the amazing book and we can talk all about their children and resilience, I'd just love you to tell everyone a little bit about who you are and I guess how you came to creating a project like this. Okay, awesome. So hi, I'm Sarah. Um, so for, I'm an Aussie, as you can probably tell from my accent, but my husband and I, and my family, we're actually now living in California, which is a story in itself. Um, but probably for the last decade, Colin and I, and my husband, we've been running a business teaching positive psychology to entrepreneurs in the corporate market. And, um, that was all going along well, my background's in psychology. So I was mostly teaching like resilience and emotional management so we would go into a company and if they were going through a change management process we'd do some training with them and we had quite a few experiences in that time where people would say oh my goodness this content really helped me so much like I wish I knew it when I was younger like I I hate that I only know it now in my 50s or in my 30s or my 40s and then when I was in my late 20s uh, I had one of those life-altering experiences myself where I got diagnosed with cancer And um, for 18 months, I was treated for an aggressive form of thyroid cancer and it already was starting to spread into my lymph nodes. And so thankfully, um, the treatment and the doctors did an amazing job and I'm all good now. But I think that experience, like I can imagine for many of you, if you've gone through anything life-altering, it really um, destabilized me and questioned brought a huge clarity and focus to how I was living my life and what I was doing with my life and um, just really brought up how important courage was because for me at that point, even though we were doing lots of great stuff, I really wasn't being courageous in and of myself. Like on the outside, you would have looked at my life and thought like she's doing awesome and she's stepping out of her comfort zone. But internally, I knew that I wasn't. There were so many more projects and things that I wanted to do that I just never would allow myself to do. And then after I had cancer, um, I had my children. So I've got a five-year-old boy and a three-year-old little girl. And I think it was the combination of all of those events that just made me really realize 
what I wanted to pass on to my children in terms of what was the important skills that they needed growing up. And I think, you know, it's really easy to look at like just social skills or academic skills or that sort of stuff. But I knew from my experience and and having a whole heap of life, I like to call it, or challenge happen pretty early in my life, um, realised how important that that was to teach them how to overcome that and how to have courage and how to bounce back from failure and how to go through a hard thing. And I think that's where the passion for this whole project was born. I love that story and I have so many questions for you about the topic of resilience, but I do just want to flag right now that the book is called The Boy Who Stood Up Tall and at the moment you're, you're wanting to get it. Look how beautiful that book is, OMG, and you're actually running a Kickstarter. So we're going to have all of the, um, all of the details of that because people can get their hands on the book and um, support you guys in getting it to more people in the process. So all those details will be below. But the first question that I have for you, right, is resilience. I always sort of thought it was like school of hard knocks. You can't teach resilience. Resilience is something that you kind of, it just kind of happens through life. But would you say now, because this book is directed at what age group? So the book is written for about four to eight-year-olds. Four to eight-year-olds. A few years older than that would still be okay with the story. So you're saying that it would be, like resilience is something that you can teach? Yeah. So basically what resilience actually is, is it's the ability to bounce back from something hard. So it's not, so think about it. I've got, um, I'm not going to draw it because it will be backwards. So basically we go through, everyone goes through a situation and say our level of functioning is kind of here. We all go down and we experience anger and um, all the negative emotions and frustration and sadness and grief. And, and, and depending on how big the circumstances is, depending on how big our feelings are or how long it goes on for. But resilience is someone's capacity to come back up to where they were before and in fact studies are going on to look at their ability to move forward and actually build a a deeper level of purpose and meaning in their life because of the event that happened and so while you can't advertently teach resilience you can teach the mindset and the emotional strategies that it takes to get back up again and so like you said many people have this misunderstanding they think resilience Um, And particularly if you're in business or you're in leadership, it's almost like this kind of armor of like strength, like nothing affects me. I'm just strong. I can, you know, bullet the gate, get through anything. And that's not actually what resilience is because that's essentially a form of suppression and a form of pushing stuff away because resilience is the capacity to wrestle with the negative event and cry and get angry and get frustrated and move through it as opposed to just like push it out of the way. And so in that respect, like it's actually a positive thing that you feel sad when something sad happens and you get frustrated when something frustrating happens because that means you're a human being as opposed to a sociopath. (laughs) Um, Important distinction. Yes. Because I think in today's age, um, many of us have this, this negative association with negative emotions and we want to push away pain. And we're wired like that neurologically. Like if we were to touch our hand on the stove and it's hot, we recoil, we move quickly away from pain. And so it's normal that we want to move away from it. But 
but in it there's actually messages and gifts and and things that you may not anticipate if you don't actually go through the process right so interesting because I you know originally I was like yes give me a book that helps my helps protect my children from from their their bad feelings like great they'll have resilience it means that they'll kind of stay up but what you're basically saying is and what I now know is the reason I need the book is it's almost like a roadmap for me as their mother to help them kind of or to help understand what happens when you feel that stuff and allowing to feel that stuff um which you know I think it's so good too I have my middle child she was sort of quite stoic and she'll she'll kind of get a bit stiff upper lip and I'm like just cry cry let it out like let it out you're allowed to let out your feelings but it was somewhere along the line she she was born like that it's just the weirdest thing um but I I do I, I do think that as you know modern parents or parents bring up kids in the modern age there's this kind of like we want our children to be happy we bend over backwards but there's going to be shit that happens in their life that we can't protect them from or even that we're going to be a part of we'll disappoint them um we'll make rules that make them feel frustrated or angry so this book is really about trying to help them navigate what happens and then and then rise up through it again am i getting that right Yeah, so the core message of this book and our goal is to write multiple books on all different topics, but this one's really focused on courage. And Mm. so really about there's a few lines in the book that says like even when your heart's racing and your hands are shaking, courage is standing up to the fears that you're facing. And so it's about demystifying (laughs) it's about demystifying the idea that we're always happy and we always Mm. feel strong. And you know, in in the book we talk about courage. So courage is not the same as fearlessness. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, you're really good at I just I'm saying I wrote a book and I'm really bad at (laughs) grammar. Full stop, new sentence. (laughs) It's good. I promise I've been edited. I've paid for a professional. (laughs) Um, What I was saying is that it's not about, I think our children need real life examples. And I don't know if you've had this being in business yourself and doing things that are out of the box, but I can't count the number of people that have kind of said to me at one time, oh, my gosh, I love what you're doing. I wish that I didn't feel scared either. Um, Then I would do what you're doing. And it's kind of this perception that because I've taken some risks that I must not feel fear. And and it almost makes me want to laugh, which I don't, because they're genuinely saying it. But I think there's a lot of... um, misunderstanding about what people actually go through internally and so because of that and social media adds to this you know it's our highlight reel it's what we show to the world and so we just assume we've got that detachment from what someone else is experiencing we assume they're not feeling the same way as me and therefore we're not equipped to know what to do with all these feelings that we're feeling yeah yeah feelings that we're feeling I um I absolutely agree with you 100%. I have people saying to me all the, all the time, I just wish I wasn't um, scared to just show up and do a video. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, it's scary. It's a scary thing to be putting yourself out there. It's just that I choose to move, like step through that 
and yeah. I want to know what's on the other side of that. Um, I just love all this. I can't wait to get the book. I wanted to ask you, though, um, like this day and age, like resilience and courage right now, do you, like, contextualise that for kids right now? What are sometimes, what are they battling against um what are the new issues that maybe are arising for kids right now that they need this tool and we need a conversation with our kids for Mm. like I'm so glad you brought this up because I think this is the driving force of the the whole project of what we're about is because our children are growing up in a very different world than we Mm. grew up in and I Mm. think we Every generation of parents wants to pour into their children what they learned and the lessons that helped them go through to get success. But the thing is, the game has changed for our children and with the introduction of media and social media and all these kinds of even more global issues going on, the whole atmosphere and environment has changed. So if we only pass on what we knew and what, you know, worked for us when we were kids, it isn't going to cut it. And so I actually believe more than ever these skills of resilience and courage and the ability to navigate your negative emotions and the ability to be kind to one another and find empathy is critical. Like the World Health Organization predicts that in the next 10 years that depression is going to become the leading cause of disability worldwide. So more than heart disease, more than cancer, that someone is struggling so much with depression that they're struggling to maintain normal work and life. And so I think so much of this has to do with the pressure that's put on. First of all, I feel like children are expected to grow up way too quick and I'm not for, you know, protecting them in a little bubble, but I think there's a pressure of younger, younger, younger is getting, you know, the milestones are happening. I think the introduction of social media is training our children to compare themselves and find their worth in someone's external um, opinion and approval of them. I think this whole, I think there's been a great awareness about bullying, but I think because of social media and because of everything else, bullying has increased. And, and on top of that, I think the world is just moving at a much faster pace that we're not naturally created to move at. And so if we're not good at knowing, having boundaries ourselves as disconnecting from the media and, you know, all that kind of stuff, if we don't get given those skills to do that ourselves, then we're, we're not going to cope with basically how the world's operating now. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, I'm just like, it's just so scary. I feel like this book is like a tool kit that every family needs to have because I do, I, I, can, I can see it. There needs to be a language around this stuff for kids because they are having to deal with things like way before we ever had to. Like I was really young for a really long time, I think, uh, whereas, yeah, I can... I can just see it changing. My, you know, my son, we don't have any um, Xboxes or Playstations or anything like that. And basically he, he just feels so sad. Like he just gets so forlorn when he comes home from friends' houses and there's none of that stuff here. And I'm like, I don't know how to describe to him just that, you know, he's seven and and it's so much more fun to go outside and do things, but for him it's not. And but I don't, I don't, I don't actually know how to help him in that situation because he's just going to feel sad. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's it is just kind of a crazy world because I didn't, ha- I don't know, I'm, I'm parenting issues that I never had, so I don't. There's no kind of 
roadmap here for anyone. But I think it's great what you do because you still hold your ground on that, you know, even if other people are doing something different. And I think this way it needs, like, mums especially, you just need to trust your intuition on what's right for your children at what age, even if everybody else around you is doing something different because you know your children and, and you know, even though you might, you know, some of the tools that we're talking about, with, with the book, we've actually set up like an online training library with like really short videos that comes with the book on like courage and resilience and negative emotions to help equip parents. And at the same time, you know, I've gone through so many times where same type of situation, like we have very strict rules on how much TV they can watch and I don't let him watch lots of shows that are considered age appropriate for my children um, because I watch the effect that it has on them and I don't like it. And so, you know, whatever that is, you start to double guess yourself because other people are doing it too. But I think really important to trust yourself in that situation. Mm. And and also trust that it will change. Like I can definitely see he's about to turn eight. He's a different boy than he was. I can talk to him in different ways. He understands time in a different way. So, yeah, it's just a constantly changing. But I would love to finish off with you just giving us maybe one tip for um, if, if our child is experiencing something and we feel a little bit, um, you know, unprepared or we don't quite know how to help them navigate feelings what's one thing that you would do um in that situation so um when they're feeling negative emotions is that what you mean yeah maybe when they're feeling negative emotions because that's what what I'm understanding is that the resilience comes off the back of being able to pull themselves so it's the negative emotions that kind of is that's where we come in yes So I just think that probably the best thing you can do to help your child with negative emotions is bring language to them. So if your child has the, like, if you think about this term is coined emotional intelligence, right? So it's this idea that you can learn and understand how your emotions work. And so from a very early age, um, you can start naming emotions with your child. So you're feeling sad or tell mommy how you're feeling. And even as they get older, how, what are you feeling right now? And what happened to make you feel it? So I feel frustrated because you're making me do the dishes or I feel sad because I got left out of the party invitations or whatever. That actual language, um, it, it, it operates, it activates a part in the brain that decreases the stress response. So the emotionality that you feel, as soon as you can bring language to it, it calms you down. And then it gives you an awareness of what you're actually feeling, why you're feeling it, and it allows you to kind of work through it. So there's some simple things you can do. There's an awesome book series um, by Trace Maroney called When I'm Feeling. It's like a little bunny rabbit. Mm-hmm. And it names eight different emotions that you can start with really little children. Um, and then as your children get older, just like asking them, like, what are you feeling and, like, what's happening? The fact that they're talking to you is really important. As your children get maybe into their teens, that maybe if they don't want to talk to you, encouraging journaling with them so that they do it themselves. I am feeling this because this happened today can be really beneficial. That's such, that's so interesting. I find that absolutely fascinating. Um, And also really, um, especially for my son, my girls would be much more willing to tell me how they're feeling and put words to it. Whereas he, I can tell, just needs some extra help with finding those words sometimes. Like it'll all just come out explosively because maybe he hasn't had the words to just 
to start the conversation. So that's just like blown my mind. That's basically changed my family's life. So thank you for that. Um, so tell everyone how we can go. We're going to put links, but tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter. They don't have much longer. Um, when does it close and how can we help you get this book out into the world and into our homes? Thank you. Um, yeah, so our Kickstarter closes on Friday the 20th of July. That's actually US, so it might be Saturday. Yes, right. But, yeah, it's an all-or-nothing Kickstarter campaign, which means that we need to hit our big goal. So we would love your support with it. Um, pledge, um, share it on social media or share it with a friend. Like, we just want to get the word out as many people. It's a different style of book. There's not many children's books out there that are teaching meaningful messages like this, but we just I've seen the power of it even in my own children's life. As I, you know, my, my son often struggles with moments of anxiety and fear and I've noticed him choose to do something different and choose to be brave and he's been repeating lines of the book to himself. So it's been really cool to see that. Um, but, yes, we would just love all of, like, all of the support, all of the love. And, if, yeah, if you just click on the link below um, in the show notes or wherever, I'm not sure, it'll take you to the campaign. We'll, I'll be putting it everywhere. Everyone will know. Um, and uh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for just giving us these little nuggets of gold because, you know, it is a different world that we're trying to navigate and there isn't that much, well, you know, it's just, it's hard. I think you've actually cracked a, a bit of a niche here because I don't know anyone talking about courage and resilience for children in particular and actionable ways that we can help them and just like the most beautiful way to just like read a book and you've done all the hard work for us. So um, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today and thank you. Um, thank you for writing this book. It's like a gift to the world. I actually feel like this is the one thing where you would buy a few copies because it, it, it's, it's also a, a stunning book. Like it would look lovely on, you know, bookshelves and, tops of wardrobes for kids and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's definitely going on the Christmas present list. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. So if anyone I know is thinking about it, just pledge because I've bought you the book already. <laughs> you're, all, you're all getting the book for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish I was Oprah. Everybody watching, you're getting the book. <laughs> <We're> Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> It's me and my Oprah moment. Um, thank you, Sarah. Appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having me. For more inspiration, interviews and know-how, head to smallstepsliving.com. Small Steps Living, inspiring your best life one small step at a time. Hey there, are you subscribed to this podcast? Make sure you subscribe and you will be reminded every time a new episode drops. See you soon.